Hi, welcome to the Jeepers Creepers podcast. I am Kenzie. And I'm Kylie. And this week we will be talking about Child's Play, as in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Drake song. No, I don't even know that Drake song. That's you keep, actually like, what? Yeah, you keep saying I that every time. Like, How do you not know that? I don't know. I just, I'm not cool and hip. No, you aren't. So, yeah, we'll be talking about Child's Play. And we have both the inspiration for the movie and some inspiration that came from the movie, which is pretty cool this week. We do not have a horror movie review for you guys. So what we will do, since we've both seen them, is review the Into the Dark Hulu movies. Because we, I think we've both seen all of them. Yeah, we have. And if you haven't, you should watch them. They're dope. Yeah, so they're, they're pretty dope. They come out with one a month. So there was one yesterday. That's why mm-hmm. we decided to do this. That was about school spirit. They do it based on like a holiday that month. Yeah. So, so this, like December's Christmas, yes. Halloween, Father's Day. So this week is back to school, naturally, because there's like nothing in August. Besides back to school. Besides back to school. So some of them are very bad. Yes. We did watch one... It was the treehouse one. Do not recommend that one. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> Don't watch it. It was a lot about like the Me Too movement. Yeah. But you didn't get the ending you wanted. And, and the title had really nothing to do with it. I think they just like, I forget what month that was, but there was nothing to do with a holiday or anything like that. Like it just wasn't good. We tried to find the treehouse connection, but it was so small. Yeah, it was super random. So, but the one we watched yesterday, so that's what we'll focus this review on was School Spirit. I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I was able to predict it. It was a very predictable movie. I knew yes, who it did. was. Within the first start. like 2 minutes she called who the bad guy was. Yeah. So, but it was cool. It was yeah. still a, a really good movie and I think if you get bored and you haven't seen them, there's a ton of them to watch cuz they started in October of last year. Yeah. They're only on Hulu. Yeah, and they're only on Hulu. It's a called the Into the Dark series, so technically it's like one episode per month, yeah. but they're movies. They're full-length movies. So last night's was pretty good. I would recommend that one. Treehouse don't watch. Nope. The first one was The Body. That's a good one. That was the Halloween one. Right, right, right. That was a while ago. There was a Thanksgiving one. Mm-hmm. That was also really good. Yep. About a girl with agoraphobia. Yeah, that one was really good. That one came on last night, too, afterwards. Yep. That one yep. was good. And then the Christmas one was Puka. Puka was weird. I'm not sure I would recommend Puka. I wouldn't recommend that one. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, some of them are... January was New Year, New Me, or something like that. That one was good. Or New You. That one I really liked, actually. I liked that one, too. Then February was Down, the elevator one. Right. Loved that one. Yeah, that one was good. March was... I don't remember. Was March Treehouse? I think March was Treehouse. It might have been Treehouse. Because I don't know what holiday is in March. March. April was April Fool's, and I did not like that one. It was called Just Fucking With You, and it was not good. Okay, well, I trust your recommendation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, March was Treehouse. Okay. Episodes. April was I'm Just Fucking With You. Not good at all. May was All That We Destroy. Oh, Mother's Day. Mother's Day yep. one. Yep. That one was actually pretty good. I like that. And then the Father's Day one for I June. didn't watch that one. I didn't watch the Mother's Day one. You should watch it. Yeah, that one's about um, a mother who finds out her, that her son has tendencies of a serial killer. Yep. In order to find a cure, she creates clones for him to release his violent urges. Yeah, it's I really good. I see that. It's good. All right. The June one for Father's Day is They Come Knocking. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. The 4th of July one was Culture Shock. I think I liked that one. I sort of liked it, 
but only had like I had a lot of questions at the end of it. I was very confused. Yeah, and then maybe I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I don't know, but I was confused. But I did like. Now we're hitting this month. Yep, school spirit. That I did like good. that a lot. Yeah, I love nothing better than a good spooky school movie. Yeah, they're really good. Like the episode of Boy Meets World. Yeah, you when got, they yep. had the the, the Halloween, Halloween episode. Yeah. So dope. It's just always scarier when it's in a school setting. Yep. Always. For sure. But yeah, I recommend those. They're good. I can't give you a number for those. A rating. Because they're all different. Some of them are 10 out of 10. Other ones do but not But we recommend everything except, I would say, Treehouse and Treehouse Just Sucked. Fucking With You. Yeah. Those two were not good, but the yeah. rest are really good. So definitely watch those. Yeah. You're looking for Worth a, a watch if you have Hulu. Yes. All right. So let's get into Child's Play. You ready? You ready to party, babe? I'm ready. We're drinking to get through this Sunday. <laughs> it's 1 p.m. and it has already been a Sunday. It's 1 p.m. We woke up to dog poop. We woke up. We woke up to dog poop that I had to clean. So we're drinking. And I snored all night because I'm sick. Mm. So Kenzie didn't get much sleep. I did. I actually. I she thinks well. I didn't get much sleep, but all I did is wake up, smack her, and she go back to bed. <laughs> she stopped, and I went back to bed. In case you were wondering about our sleep, <laughs> in case you guys care it's important how, information. How well we sleep? Why you tuned in? All right, so we'll get into it. Uh, Child's Play came out on November 9th, 1988. It was co-written by Tom Holland, produced by David Kirshner, and based on a story by Don Mancini. So Don Mancini was in college when he originally wrote the story. It was supposed to be a satire about the effects of marketing on children, which is kind of obvious. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Plays into the inspired murders, too. Cool. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I don't know anything about the murders. We try to not tell each other. Yeah. I would be surprised. What we're gonna do so that we have genuine reactions. And I have seen Child's Play, but it was a while ago, and I don't know anything about it, so okay. I'm excited to hear. I got it. you. I have a <laughs> quick rundown of the plot, but Okay. So originally it was titled Batteries Not Included, which I thought was an incredibly smart title. Yeah, I like that. But Steven Spielberg had been doing a movie with the exact same name at the time. Oh, he won. Which I haven't seen, but apparently it's Steven Spielberg, so you're not going to fight with that. No. So the the script went out as Bloody Buddy. Interesting approach. Yeah, so in the first script, the doll had blood, Mm -hmm. and if you played with it too roughly, it would start to bleed. That's so weird. Yeah, so I thought that was like super odd, and I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, follow through with that. But again, this kid was in college when he wrote this story. He yeah. wasn't really, he didn't have a lot of help or yeah. anything. So, and then he had the idea that the doll came to life when the boy mixed his blood with the doll's fake blood and it brought the doll to life. I've seen worse Strange. movies. You're I've, not wrong. Yeah, I've seen worse movies. But I have a lot of questions about that. But I yeah, see that plot. <laughs> it did not play out that way, obviously. So eventually somebody accepted the script and they hired John Lafia to write and tweak the story to make the boy Andy more sympathetic mm-hmm. instead of a crazy rage kid that mixes his blood. So they wanted to make Andy more sympathetic. So they came up with the idea of having Charles Lee Ray, a notorious serial killer, known by the name of Chucky, Mm-hmm. would die and his soul would be transferred into a doll. Yep. This way we don't hate Andy. <laughs> we hate the soul that's in the doll. Interesting approach. So the idea for Charles E. Ray came from infamous killers Charles Manson, yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald, and James Earl Ray. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, the film was produced for $9 million but grossed over $33 million in the U.S. alone Shit. and over another $10 million internationally. Shit. Uh, the movie received mixed reviews, my favorite of which 
is that the movie was ludicrous supernatural gobbledygook. Wait, what? What was that last thing? Gobbledygook. You never heard that? No. Yeah, ludicrous supernatural gobbledygook. What is Which gobbledygook? I, it's just like a word to just yeah, like yeah, just a word. I have never heard that before. Yeah. So I love that because ludicrous supernatural gobbledygook is exactly what this movie is. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. But it's super good if you like horror movies. Like, I would take that as a positive review. Yeah, especially (laughs) horror comedies, because this is not one of those movies... You'll hear me say all the time that I like horror movies, and I'll consider them horror comedies when they're not supposed to be. Oh, yeah. But this is supposed to be, because Chucky has a personality, and he's goofy. Yep. So so this is can be considered a horror comedy for real. And you love horror comedies. Yeah, it's my favorite genre. So, either way... This gobbledygook got a 67% positive rating, and it became <laughs> yeah super influential and successful as a horror franchise. Yeah, there's definitely. been several sequels since. Yeah. So a quick plot rundown: If you've been living under a rock and haven't seen it, me. So a serial killer named Charles goes by Chucky Lee Ray is chased down by a cop and shot down. While he's dying, he recites a voodoo spell to transfer his body into that of a good guy doll, as he was conveniently gunned down in a toy store. So he recites a spell, and then it's Christmas time, and Karen Barkley Mm -hmm. wants to get her kid the hot new toy. Now, keep in mind, this movie came out around the same time that Cabbage Patch Kids were, like, everything, and every kid wanted one, Mm -hmm. and every parent was fighting other parents in the store to get them. Oh, yeah. So she wants to get her son this new toy. It's called the Good Guy Doll, and it's supposed to be your best buddy. Like, it speaks to you, whatever. Oh, that's so So cool. She can't get one. She goes to the store. She can't get out of... I think it was like she can't get out of work on time to go get one. So she knows that they're all going to be sold out Mm -hmm. because her boss won't let her off work. But one of her friends says, hey, there's a guy out back because they live in New York. Okay. There's a guy out back who's selling them for a little bit more expensive, but you can get one. Mm -hmm. So she goes to this back alley and she buys this good guy doll for her son, Andy. No, never buy a doll from a back alley. Ollie. 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 We're watching a dog named Ollie. So. <laughs> He's in my mind. Yeah. Just so never buy a doll. Overall. She happened to hit the horror lottery, and this one doll is the one that Charles Lou Ray put his soul into. <laughs> Things go down pretty quickly from there. This movie is one of my absolute faves. It's the movie that made us all terrified of dolls. I, I hated dolls way before this. They've always creeped me uh, out. Yeah, they're freaky. I hate but, them. But this was like the movie I used to picture Chucky like walking into my room at night. I like, remember you telling me about that. Yeah. yeah. It was just one of those that rattled me. Kind of yeah. like Stephen King's It, yeah. where I would picture that clown. I'd be terrified he was going to like come into my room at night. Yep. Chucky. I was terrified of Chucky. I hated it. My mom and, always got me dolls when I was younger, and I was too scared to tell her I didn't like them but I hated them. And then this movie came out and I was like, I knew I had a reason to hate them. Mm. I knew it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I used to stay at my grandmother's all the time. My mom's side. And love her to death, but she is obsessed with Victorian dolls. They're so creepy. Yep. So I would stay at her house in one of the rooms and she had a a shelf that went all the way around the entire room. No. (laughs) And all of the Victorian dolls were sitting on it. And staring at you. At no. Night. So every time I slept there, especially after this movie, I had to sleep with like the covers over my head completely. Oh my god, yeah. Or I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to sleep at it all. It was terrifying. My mom always had, well, it, actually, it was a snow globe. And she would twist it up at night and it did this like, what she thought was relaxing, but to me was the scariest, like dancing doll tune. And then I had all these dolls just staring at me and I could not sleep. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I thought dolls I was are die. terrifying. Yeah, they are. 
Don't get your kids dolls. Don't get your kids dolls. Don't They're do terrifying. It. My mom bought me a porcelain clown doll. No. When I was young. Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Poltergeist. Yes. The clown yeah. in that movie. That's, that is what my mother bought me. That's exactly what my mother bought me. Was Just she doing it as a joke? Smaller scale. Because I feel like that's what she would do. No. It no, was serious? She wasn't doing it as a joke. And I had one. And it was terrifying. No. And even my grandmother is like, there was one of the dolls that was in her window at one point, And then it wasn't. And we were like, what'd you do with it? And she was like, oh, I don't know. But you go tell me that doll didn't get up and walk you away. You don't know. You yeah. don't know. That is a murder doll. <laughs> yeah. So this movie shook me to my core when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Now I think it's hilarious and awesome. Yep. Like, absolutely awesome kind of slasher film. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely... Child's Play as a franchise, and I've seen all of the movies. I have I would, I would recommend. It's... Every movie is funny. You will love Chucky. Mm. It's one of those things where you're not like, fuck that serial killer. You're yeah. like... You're rooting for Chucky yep. the entire time. Yeah. Because he has such a personality. Luckily, when I saw the film, I hadn't heard that the idea came from a true story, or I probably never would have slept in my grandmother's room ever again. I wouldn't have to start with. <laughs> yeah. So the true story is that of Robert the Doll. Have you heard of Robert the Doll? No. You've never heard of Robert the Doll? No. There's been a movie made out of him, too, just called Robert. It was a terrible movie. I saw it. I would not recommend it to anybody. It wasn't funny. It wasn't entertaining. It was trash. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So we'll get into it. Oh, man, I'm excited. Yeah. Robert the Doll was manufactured by the Steiff Company of Germany, and he was purchased in 1904 by a grandfather for his grandson, Robert Eugene Otto, who went by Gene. So it was supposed to be a birthday gift. Gene was an artist, and he belonged to a prominent family in Key West. He was obsessed with this doll. It was a life-size doll. No, very, that is not, never necessary. Yep, very large, and he ended up naming it after himself. That's why his name is Robert the Doll. But Who keep in mind, the doll after themselves? Yeah, but keep in mind, he didn't go by Robert. He went by Gene. So the doll was Robert, and he went by Gene. I don't know. If he doesn't go by Robert, and he likes the name so, not, uh, so much, enough to name his doll Robert, why? What, why? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I don't know. But they did talk to people about the doll's origins, And it was said that it was likely that the doll was meant for something else. Like, it wasn't supposed to be somebody's plaything. It was probably a mannequin or something. Well, no life-size doll should ever be a toy. Yeah, so it was probably meant for something else. It was a a mannequin supposed to sit in a store window or something. Where it belongs. Yep. So, legend has it that the doll was haunted and could come to life at will. All dolls are haunted. So, the autos and their servants would of- often hear Gene in his bedroom having conversations with the doll in two different voices. Nope. Two distinct different voices. Nope, I gotta go. Yep. So, Gene would down. also wake up in the middle of the night screaming, and when they ran in, all his furniture had been overturned. He would blame Robert for everything that happened in the house, all the weird stuff. He would be like, Robert did it. And think nothing of it. And this the family was like, problems. that's terrifying. And the doll. Yeah. So the family would find mutilated toys everywhere nope. and could hear giggling around the house. Giggling is the creepiest noise in the world. Yep. And the neighbors could swear that they saw the doll moving from window to window. Like they'd look up and the doll would be in one window and then it would be in another. Well, it's a damn life-size doll. Yes. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. So Gene also talked about Robert constantly in the first person as if he was, a, as if I was talking about you. Like a friend. Yes. Like Kylie did this the other day. Like oh, Robert no. did this the other day. No, no, no. Burn the doll. Yep. So the family eventually moved Robert to the attic, 
where he remained no. until Jean's parents had passed away. Just burn the doll. Don't move it to a creepier area. Just burn the doll. Toss it's, it into the ocean. Chop it up into bits. Burn it. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Get rid of the doll. Don't put it in the it attic. It gets freakier. Oh, good. Yep. So. Can't wait. After that, Robert liked to reside in Jean's old bedroom. He liked to? Ah, yes. I say that he liked to because no matter how many times Jean locked him in the attic, he would always find him sitting in the rocking chair in his old bedroom. And he just continued to put him he in the attic. He would keep putting him in the attic. That's not going to work. It hasn't yeah. worked. It won't work. Yep. So Jean eventually got married to Annette. I think she went by Annie Parker in 1930. And she did not like Robert. And I think Robert knew it. Because when she died, there was rumors that she died of insanity from Robert's antics around the house. Like, it would just drove her nuts. Because Don't there was a living doll. who has a doll that they refer to in the per- first person. Right? Don't marry him. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. So, uh, Jean Otto also died in 1974, which is right after she died. And at that time, Myrtle Reuter purchased the house... That's such a weird name. Yeah. She purchased the house and would claim that Robert would change his expression. And finally, after 20 years of giggling in footsteps in the attic, she donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum. Do not donate. Just burn him. Just burn the doll. No, she donated him. Just pass him on to the next person. That's Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't end there. Of course it doesn't. That's because they didn't burn the doll. So there were tons of eyewitness counts throughout Robert's lifespan uh lifespan the doll's lifespan. before he made it to the museum oh my god about his activities so some claimed that robert would lock them in the attic if they were alone in the attic they would not be able to get out they'd get locked in with and they'd hear the giggle of robert running no. away running away yeah so another account said that one time robert was found at the foot of the bed with a kitchen knife in hand i'm sorry what yeah i'm not really sure how much i believe that one I don't believe a lot of this. Yeah, exactly. But that one is just seems a little extra for me. It all seems extra. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one plumber who was hired for repairs in Ginato's house could hear children's laughter when no one was home. Oh my god, children's laughter. He would look around the room and Robert would be in a different place than he'd been before. Oh my god. He said that toys and objects that you left in Robert's lap, you could almost do an experiment with it. You could leave things in his lap and they would later be found on the other side of the room as if Robert had thrown them. I don't want to believe it, but like eyewitness accounts in the 90s with that many eyewitness accounts, like it's hard not to believe, you know? Yeah. Myrtle Reuter, her daughter, her 10-year-old daughter, also claimed that Robert was alive and wanted to hurt her and that Robert would move around her room at night. I gotta go. So that's more reason Myrtle Reuter was like, no, thank you. Get rid of this thing. Got rid of the doll. Smart choice, finally. Yep. It doesn't end there, though. So in the museum, a staff member was cleaning up, and he had cleaned off Robert, which they apparently did every night. They cleaned him off. Yeah. uh, Turned off the lights and left for the night. But when he returned the next day, he found the lights on with Robert sitting in a different position and a new layer of dust on his shoes as if he had been walking around. This is why you burn the doll. I don't know why no one we thought We are of that. on the same page, babe. But like, don't donate him to a museum. He's just a doll. He's yeah. not that special. Here's the other thing, though. Is Chop him up. I've watched so many horror movies that like sometimes burning things is the worst thing to do because right now it's being held in some pretty much harmless host. And if you burn that host, it just gets released. 
Okay, bring him to the desert, chop him up, burn him, toss each body part in a different body of water, and then move across the country. (laughs) It's a great plan. Thank you. Yeah, I don't actually know. I mean, I don't know anything about how demons work. I don't want to know. Souls of sorts that are trapped in the bodies of life-size dolls. Life-size dolls. But still, I should also keep in mind that Robert is a terrifying-looking little doll. So he's got the beady black button eyes. Yep. And Gene Otto had dressed him up in his, like, sailor outfit. Fuck Gene Otto. That he had. So he's wearing a sailor, like, to this day, he's wearing Gene's sailor outfit. And I actually have a picture that I'll put on the blog of Gene in the sailor outfit. Nope. Nope. So he's still wearing that, and he has a little, like, stuffed lion on his lap, like, as if he's just petting it. Gene? Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, the doll. Robert, the okay. doll, has a little stuffed lion in his lap. Your doll should never fit in your clothing. Unless it was, like, American Girl dolls when you were a child and you bought the same ones outfits that matched. But they should never be large enough to fit into your clothing when you're an adult. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> didn't end at the museum. So thousands of people visit Robert at the museum every single day. Good. <laughs> it said that you need to be polite to him. Or he'll curse you and everyone who's there with you. So he's not safe in the museum if he can curse you. No. Yeah, so, and I'll get to that. Even if you want to take a selfie with him, apparently you're supposed to ask and wait. This is how common he moves. Wait for a slight head nod and then you can do it. And everyone's just accepting this. Apparently. (laughs) He gets a ton of letters regularly. And you're like, wow, he has a lot of fans. No. There are people begging for him to take the curse off of them. (laughs) So I have an example of one here. So there's one that says, Dear Robert, I want to express my deep regret for the things I said while I was visiting you, along with taking your picture without asking. Before meeting you, my life was going along okay. Since meeting you, life has gotten very hard for me. I would very much appreciate it if you release me of the curse you have on me so I can get on with my life. Thank you so much, Christy in Port St. Lucie. That's what you get for going to see a haunted life-size doll. Yeah, and I saw a couple other examples of these writings, one of which was like, please make this stop, is all the, the letter said. I'm not about victim blaming. Another one I have. don't an actual, do that. I have an actual picture of this one. It says, you certainly made a believer out of me. My girlfriend and I visited you on the morning of Monday, March 2nd, 2009. When we passed by you, I made the comment that you were creepy. Oh, man. That would and be stated that I was not superstitious about old stories like yours that very night i lost my wallet containing 240 dollars cash both my girlfriend and i lost our driver's licenses as well as credit and atm cards damn trying to fly out the next day without our photo ids was next to impossible oh man so it's things happen to these people car accidents things like that and they think that robert was the case Makes sense. So that's as much as we really know about Robert. He's still at the museum. You can visit him if you want to. No, thank you. Please don't. Anyone listening, do not visit Robert. Just saying. I'm just, just don't do it. If you want. Don't uh, do it. But since the movie Child's Play, which this inspired, obviously, the idea of a haunted doll, uh, there's been a booming interest in haunting dolls. So much that eBay had to put bans on the selling of such objects. Oh, my God. They have a policy that specifically forbids the selling of souls. Oh! (laughs) Yep. So, according to a statement from the company back in 2000, quote, eBay does not allow the auctioning of human souls for the following reasons. 
If the soul does not exist, eBay cannot allow the auctioning of the soul because there would be nothing to sell. Yo. <laughs> However, if the soul does exist, then, in accordance with eBay's policy on human parts and remains, <laughs> we would not allow the auctioning of human souls. This is like the dark web. <laughs> yep. So, in 2012, eBay further banned metaphysical items, including spells, hexes, potions, and any magical services. Oh, my God. Because there was such a boom for these dolls. It's... Okay, I love... Especially these- ever since Child's Play. Yeah. And Annabelle movie and stuff like that yeah people are now just crazy about haunted dolls and want them no, I, and i i actually just opened up ebay to look at it and it's terrifying what they have on like look at this look at this clown doll. no 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 yeah no. and they're bidding for like 50 bucks no, and stuff like never. that and they've got they i'm looking at them and they have bids like people are interested how and, are people not afraid of dolls i don't know i love spooky stuff i want to go visit apparently haunted hotels and all of that but if it involves a doll i will not go anywhere near that yep it's so much creeper creepier if it involves a doll yep uh teach their own i guess so yeah that's the story behind part of the inspiration for child's play like i said it was about uh, it was originally a satire about the effects of marketing but it came from this idea of a haunted doll because of how famous robert the doll was i can't believe i haven't heard of him yeah i'm surprised you haven't i had I had. I didn't know, like, as much as I do now, but... Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's terrifying. Yeah, so, um, I believe Kylie has some stuff that was inspired by the movie. Yes. Instead of the other way around. Yeah, um, well, ultimately, when it first came out, which has to do with the marketing aspect of it, if it Mm -hmm. was originally a satire about marketing to children, because a lot of people were very upset and said that, um, like, they wanted to ban the film for inciting violence, in children specifically, but Jeffrey Hilton, who worked in the producer David Kirshner's office, he went outside because on the day of the release, there was a giant protest, like saying, do not have this film played. And he went outside and he was the one who was able to quell the protest. But it, and it ultimately, like it didn't, no movie could actually incite violence in someone that's not already violent. But there were two murders that have been linked or said to be inspired by Child's Play, specifically Child's Play 3. And the first one, the first murder occurred in December 1992, and it was the murder of Suzanne Capper. Suzanne Capper was born in Manchester, England, and some background on her, she was described as gentle and an easily influenced girl, and she babysat for a woman named Jean Powell since she was 10 years old. In 1990, her parents separated, and this obviously affected her, so she started skipping school. She spent more time at the Powell's house, And during this time, the Capper's sister, Michelle, also lived with the Powells. Michelle ended up briefly moving in, but then she became uncomfortable with the living situation because the Powells had some sketchy friends and, like, sketchy activities. Ultimately, the Powells dealt drugs out of their home. (laughs) Yep, so I say sketchy. (laughs) Um, And she also was involved with stealing motor vehicles. So Me too. A lot of stuff going on there that Michelle was just like, I'm not about this. Yep. And then the, who was it? Jean Powell started becoming close friends with Bernadette McNeely. And Bernadette ended up moving into the house as well. And both Bernadette... A lot of people live in this house. Oh, wait, there's more. Okay. (laughs) Bernadette and Powell both bullied Capper, but she stayed in the house anyway. And Michelle, this is Capper's sister, said that it wasn't because that Capper was afraid of them, but because she would do absolutely anything for them. Like, she was just at their beck and call and just wanted to make them happy. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't afraid of them. She just wanted them to like her, I guess. 
And then also the romantic slash sexual relationships in this house were just as strange, I guess. Powell had an ex-husband and his name was Glenn, but they were still close friends. So he was often around the house. And Bernadette also had a boyfriend whose name was Anthony Dudson. But Anthony was also having sex with Gene Powell. So strange there. Like a weird, like... Yeah, what? I don't, I don't know. It was a weird house. All um, in the same house, too? Yeah, this was in a low-income neighborhood. Okay. Like, they didn't really have jobs besides dealing drugs. So, like, yeah. there's that aspect to it. And Powell was also having sex with a guy named Jeffrey Lee, who often stopped by the house to buy amphetamines. Okay. So, we love just, that. Yeah, just all over the place with their sexual relationships. And then this is where the murder happens. On December 7th, Gene Powell lured Capper to their home, a separate home, and Glenn and Dudson were both waiting there. Glenn ended up holding her down and shaving both of her head, both her head and her eyebrows. This does get graphic. I won't get too deep into it, but just an overview. That's our disclaimer. Yes, disclaimer. If any, like this does involve, obviously, it's a murder. So yeah. <laughs> just a disclaimer. Okay. So they placed a plastic bag over her head and they both walked circles around her, repeatedly hitting her in the head. And Jean and Bernadette, who were also in the house, beat her with a three foot long wooden instrument and shaved her pubic hair. That'll come back later on about why they did that. What the fuck? It's messed up. And then Jean locked her in a cupboard overnight with the bag still on her head. And then the next day she was taking to Bernadette's house because- Did she survive that? With a bag over her head? Yes, she survived. Yeah. After getting hit that many times overnight? Yep. I'm surprised. I know. She, she survived a lot. Made it through the... No- okay. Yeah. We're not done? <laughs> not done. Okay. Um, and Bernadette did live in a separate house. She just spent like every single day and night there. So it's... Yep. But they ended up taking her to Bernadette's house. And there she was tied spread eagle with an electrical flex, which is just a, like an electrical cord setup that could electrocute you. But okay. they okay. tied her to the bed with that. And she was held there for five days. And over those five days, they just continuously tortured her. She was beaten, injected with amphetamines, burned with cigarettes. And this part is what got to me the most, I think. Which I don't know why, like, it's all completely fucked up. But they removed two of her teeth with pliers. But they, like, couldn't really do it. So they ended up, like, chipping off half of it and then beating out the rest. Like, it just didn't go smoothly, ultimately. Yes. And obviously, there was no sort of, like, pain meds here. Like, this was just... Yeah, they didn't care. Yeah, no. And she was... This is the part that connects to Child's Play. She was forced to listen to a recording that repeatedly said, I'm Chucky, want to play? Through the headphones. She was wearing headphones at max volume, just repeated over and over again, which that is some, that would fuck you up. That's terrifying. I have goosebumps. It's terrifying. terrifying. And then also Bernadette, before she would torture her, would always say, Chucky's coming to play in like a very creepy voice. What right the before she tortured fuck? her. Yep. I wonder why they were so obsessed with that. I don't really know. They okay. did explain, which I'll get to afterwards. Okay. But it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And then one day she was placed in a bath and they filled the bath with concentrated disinfectant and used a stiff brush to scrub her so aggressively that it removed her actual skin. Yeah, I'm not because even Because she was also sitting in the bed, just peeing, pooping, all that. So they're like, we're going to clean her off. And they decided to clean her off that way. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it was fucked up. Um, and then this poor, she was alive during she all this? She was alive. Yep. It's so fucked up. And on the 14th of December, she, they took her to the countryside and forced her into the woods. And she was basically completely naked at this point. Yep. And Bernadette, the Powells, and Dutson, they all poured patrol over her and set her on fire. And Bernadette <gasps> sang, burn, baby, burn, over and over again. Just dancing around her, burning. What? It's fucked up. 
How have we never heard of this? I know. I don't know how I hadn't. I'll t- actually, I do know how. Uh, there's another, there's okay. two murders that were connected. So okay. it does relate in the second one. They were so fucked up that they even stopped to buy drinks on the way home to like celebrate. Oh, they didn't give a shit. They, they did were- not give a shit at all. They were like, that was fun. Yep. It was just a fun day for them. And then Capper actually did not die from these burns. So she crawls out of the woods and she makes it up finally to the side of the road. And a guy named Barry Sutcliffe and two of his colleagues found her and brought her to a nearby house where Michael and Margaret Coop lived just to like get help because they were just driving to work. So they were like, we need to get her to a hospital right now. I think it was Michael. Yeah, it was Michael Coop who stated this. He said her head was shaved and there were recent, not new, cuts to her head. Her face was almost featureless. Her hands were red, raw, and black at the fingertips. Her legs were red from top to bottom. She couldn't bear anything near her legs. Like, she was just not even a human anymore after yeah. this torture. And at the hospital, there was a missing person's report filed for her. M- Michelle filed it. So her mother and father were called in because they were like, well, we found someone around the age. Like, is this your daughter? And they weren't even able to, to identify her because they just could not recognize her from her face. And they finally were able to identify her be- from a partial fingerprint. I think it was her thumb which was the only fingerprint that had anything left. But they were able to oh identify her from that. Yep. On the 18th of December, she, she was alive during this part. part. So at the yep. hospital, she was actually able to identify all of the people who tortured her and yep. give the address. But on the 18th of December, she passed away in Withington Hospital, and her cause of death was multiple organ dysfunction syndrome, which was caused from the severe burns. Yep. At the end of the case, ultimately, since she was alive... Most of them were caught and sent to prison. Jean Powell, Glenn Powell, Bernadette McNeely, those three were sentenced to life imprisonment. Jeffrey Lee was jailed for 12 years for false imprisonment. Clifford, he was sentenced to 15 years in a Young Offenders Institute for false imprisonment and conspiracy to cause grievous bodily harm. So he was young. He was young. He was, I think, 18. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude. Yep. Anthony Dudson was found guilty of murder and sentenced to be detained at Her Majesty's pleasure. So this is where the connection with Child's Play 3 came in because it really was ultimately just from the media. The media sensationalized it, the connection between the murder and Child's Play 3, even though throughout the interviews with all of the accused, they didn't make any connection with the movie. Like They weren't like, oh, we watched this movie and it inspired us or anything like that. Yeah. The only connection was the use of the Child's Play music but they said that that was just another way to torture her because it was a popular track at the time. Yeah. So. I mean, nobody sees something and then murders if they're no, not already they're, fucked Exactly. Up. And that's actually what I think it was Jeffrey Hilton said. He was like, you, like a movie will never inspire you to murder someone unless you're already fucked up. Which is yeah. so true. <laughs> so like maybe you get something from the movies, but you're already fucked up and planning to do yeah. something. So it doesn't make sense. But. This is the part that's really messed up and relates back to the shaving of the pubes. Really they up. did say, I know, it's all really fucked yeah. up. I can't even say what's worse. But the real reasons for Capper's kidnapping were completely trivial. Jean Powell claimed that Capper tried to get her to sleep with a man for money. Bernadette and Dutson got public pubic lice from a bed that Capper had used. So they thought that she had given her th- them, them the, yep. pubis, the, pubis, <laughs> the pubic lice. Um, which is why they made her shave her own pubes. And then Bernadette also believed that Capper had taken her pink duffel coat from her. So for those three reasons, they decided to murder her, uh, to torture her over the course of seven days and murder her by setting her on fire and dancing around her singing. 
for those three reasons. This is one of the most fucked up murders I've ever heard it's of. It's so and bad. I'm surprised we I know. Heard of I it. had not heard of it. And doing this research, I was like, how? How, how did I not hear about this? Yeah, because it was like, not that long ago. I had to look this up. But it's this so is messed like, up. Have you ever? Have you seen the original Scream? I think so. Yes, a while ago, but yeah. Yeah. So at the end, when you find out who it is, Sydney Prescott, who's in all the Scream movies, she's the main character, says you've seen one too many movies. And the guy goes, movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Oh, 100%. And this is, like, a perfect example of that. Because a lot of people will say that, like, horror movies are too violent and it's marketing to children or something like that. And it's like, no. No. It will not create a psycho. Yeah. It won't do it. Yes, it is a little controversial because it could get them to be more creative. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, yes, that is a topic of discussion, but it will never cause someone to murder somebody. It just will not happen. Yeah. Like, a sane human being would never do that. Okay. So there is the second murder, and this one happened on February 1993, and it was the murder of James... I should have looked up how to say this. I think it's Bulger. It might be Bulger. Okay. B-U-L-G-E-R. So I'm going to say Bulger because it's just easier. He was born on March 16th, 1990 in Liverpool, England. And on February 12th, 1993, CCTV showed two children, Robert Thompson and John Venables, skipping school at the New Strand Shopping Center. And they were shown to be observing children and selecting a target. So originally... So these were children... Yes, I think so they were like control. 11 years old or 10, 10 or 11. Okay. Yeah, messed up. Originally, they tried to kidnap one two-year-old, but the mother saw it happening and stopped him. The same afternoon, so on February 12th, James and his mom went to the same shopping center, and James disappeared when his mother was temporarily distracted for like two seconds. She turned around and realized that yeah. her son was gone. Mother's worst seen... nightmare. Yeah, exactly. That's terrifying. Like, you look away, and then your child's just yeah. gone. And the footage showed Thompson and Venables taking James' hand and leading him out of the shopping center. They took him to Leeds and Liverpool Canal, where they dropped him on his head and inflicted injuries to his face. And this was a 2.5-mile walk from the shopping mall to the canal. Mm -hmm. And during this walk, they were seen by 38 people, but no one intervened because... It just looked like James was their younger brother. Yeah, yeah, they were just walking around along with a kid. It would be more, I guess, alarming if you saw like an adult dragging a kid along and you didn't know, like two men just dragging a kid along maybe, but... And apparently there was, I think it actually was just John Venable said later on that James liked him because he's a two-year-old child. So like he doesn't know any different. It's so easy to get a two-year-old, like... Yeah. He was just like, oh, I'm a friend or something, and we're going to play. Yeah, it's and like you so, can only teach a kid so much. I mean, exactly. you can say to a kid, ignore strangers, but if a stranger's yep. nice to them, they don't have the mental capacity no. to be like, hey, this person could murder me. Exactly, they're not yeah. thinking that. So, of course, it doesn't look like this child's yeah, been kidnapped. Yep. It's easy to say they're your little brother. At the canal, Thompson and Venables threw mod- blue modeling paint in James' eyes. They kicked him. They threw stones and bricks at him. They put batteries in his mouth. And they dropped a 22-pound iron bar on him. And this bar was described in court as a railway fish plate, which this bar inflicted 10 skull fractures on James. They then, this is really messed up, I'm sorry. <laughs> they then laid him across railway tracks and they put rubble on top of him. The train r- ended up running him over and his mm-hmm. body was cut in half. Like completely. I've heard this ended. story. Have you actually? I've heard this it. This one was a lot more popular, and I'll get back to that. That's okay. why we didn't hear about the first one. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this one. Yep, it's messed up. I honestly think I heard it on Wine and Crime. It was from I think the it killer. Was. It yep. was the Killer Kids killer episode. Kids. Yep. yep, I do remember it. Yep. And I vaguely remembered it when I was researching it. I just didn't put together that it was the Killer Kids episode. Yep. You're right. And then his body was discovered two days later. 
So he was just dead on the tracks yep. for two days. And a forensic pathologist testified that he had died before the train ran him over. So I don't thank, know if that's better. God, but Nothing is great in this situation. It was quick. Exactly. That's all you can hope for in this situation. And then there was also a debate in court and just throughout the media and everybody about whether or not there was a sexual aspect to this case because the young boys had taken his pants, shirt, and underwear off of him before they had tortured him. And there was all, it was also stated that he might have put the batteries up his butt as well. What the fuck? But there were no batteries found there. So that okay. was like a he said, she said type of thing. Yeah, like a rumor. Exactly. Later on, after appearing in court, Venables would strip... I don't know if I'm saying that right either. I'm just sorry That's about pronunciation. Um, he would strip his clothes off, like, just while he was being tried, and say, I can smell James like a baby smell. Which just is, like, a weird... He said what? I can smell James like a baby smell. Which, one, I don't even really know what that means. And I don't know if he took his clothes like off he because still he wants to, or he just could... Yeah, I don't know. But it's a weird thing to say. still smell that baby smell? Yeah. That is so fucking weird. Exactly. It's just gross. And then the two boys, Thompson and Venables, they were tried as adults in court, even though they were clearly not adults, because it was said that they were capable of mischievous discretion. They were mature enough to understand that what they were doing was wrong. Yep. Which is true because, as I said earlier, they had tried to abduct another two-year-old previously that day. Yeah. So I completely agree with that because this was was planned. It was planned. 100% planned. I think that's trying them as adults makes a lot of sense. Yes. And then on the 20th, 24th of November, the 11-year-old boys were found guilty and were actually the youngest convicted murderers of the 20th century. Really? How fucked up is that? And originally their sentence was a a minimum of eight years. But later, a bunch of people signed a petition and it got 280,000 signatures to raise their sentencing to 15 years, mm. which, I don't know. They're violent. Yeah. Eight years was not enough to begin with. That's ridiculous. Yes. And then here comes the Child's Play connection. Okay. Um, the British tabloids claimed that the attack was inspired by Child's Play 3 because it was on a film that John Venable's father had rented in the months prior to the killing. But it's such a loose connection because it wasn't established that Venables had even watched it. Mm-hmm. But then also one scene in the Chucky film what shows that Chucky was being splashed with blue paint during a paintball game. And in the beginning, I said that they threw blue paint on the child. Yep. So it would make sense if they saw that movie. Took some ideas. And took those ideas. That's what I'm saying. Movies don't create psychos, exactly, but they make but them more creative. Exactly. Because the whole murder had nothing else to do with it. Yeah. But they could have gotten that could idea have taken- from it. Some ideas. Yep. After serving eight years, they were released under witness protection and given new identities in a secret location. And this part is really interesting to me. It doesn't really connect to Child's Play 3, but it's still interesting. Afterwards, Venable showed no remorse during the trial, during the trial or after the trial, and he began downloading child porn. He dated a woman with a five-year-old child. He dated a 17-year-old and a number of other young girlfriends. Mm-hmm. He drank excessively. He was arrested for fighting outside a nightclub and was found to be in possession of cocaine. He then went back to prison in 2010 after being charged with possession and distribution of indecent images of children. No. And he had downloaded 57 images of indecent, indecent children in just one year. And then he was released in 2013, which is only serving three years for that. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Awful. After having that's murdered a child. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And then he was back in prison in 2017 for possession of child abuse imagery and possessing a pedophile manual. 
Which one? What the I fuck? did not those, know that those exist. How do you create those and sell those without getting it caught? What does that mean? A manual on how to be a pedophile. Or, like, tips or some shit. I guess. I don't know. That is so sick. I did not know that was a thing. That's so sick. It's disgusting. Alright, so that was that murder. And the reason that we didn't hear much about the first murder of Cappers was because the trials were at the same time. The Bulger trial got way more media attention than Cappers did. Yeah, kids. But in my opinion... I thought that hers was more strongly connected to the Child's Play film. Absolutely. Because they used the music. They said it before they tortured her. Like, there was a strong connection. And all that the Bulger's murder did was the blue paint, which, like, yes, that could have come from the movie. But Mm -hmm. also, they were stealing from the mall. So they could have just had blue paint when they were stealing things. Yeah. And then the fact that his dad had rented the movie earlier doesn't mean that they watched it. Yeah, loose it. connection. Very loose. loose connection. I think it just got more media attention because it was a child killed by children. Children, yeah. So it's messed up. And then as I stated earlier, Tom Holland's response was that people could only be influ- influenced by horror movies if they were unbalanced to begin with. True. So even though these murders were technically inspired, like they're said to be inspired by Child's Play, as you can tell, the connection's extremely loose. And it does not mean that this horror movie caused those murders. Yeah, they would have happened anyway. But it's still really interesting in my opinion. Yeah, super interesting. So those are the two murders. That's pretty terrifying. It's horrifying. I don't like that. They're very messed up. I don't like that. I was not I can't believe I hadn't heard of the first one. I know. When I was doing that research, I was like, this is fucked. How have I not heard of it? I can't believe she survived it either. Well, she did die. But she survived for so long. For so long. Like, she got burnt completely like for a long time and still was able to crawl to a road get help go to the hospital and surviving the hospital long enough to be conscious and tell them where these guys lived and their names like that's unreal dude i'm shook i know i had heard of like i said on the killer kids episode of wine and crime i had heard of that second murder but i did not know that there was anything about it that they thought had to do with child's play. I mean, clearly it looks like it was loose anyway, but if it got such media attention, you'd be, yep. I was surprised that I hadn't heard. I know. And a lot of the media did say that it was from child's play. Like it, it blew up in the media. Yeah, of course. That's for what the that. media does. Yeah. So I am surprised that in wine and crime that they didn't mention that. Yeah. Cause I had no idea. That's why I was like, I don't think it's from that when I was doing the research. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's insane. Well, there you go. Happy Monday. Am happy I right? Monday. Started off on a good note. Yep. Sorry, those were traumatizing. Yeah, sorry for the trauma that we've caused you. Yep, just go watch some, like, happy TV. Yeah. Maybe take a walk outside with some dogs. Hopefully it made your work day, if you have to work on a Monday, a little more interesting. Definitely interesting. Probably not good, but interesting. Yeah, hope you learned something and weren't too fucked up from it. (laughs) Yeah. And don't listen to the media. Yeah, do your research do before your research. listening to the media, because you can tell they are not always right. Yeah, because I firmly <laughs> believe knows. I firmly believe that movies don't make people yep. kill people. We will stand by horror movies till the day we die. Yeah, man. I watch them all day, every day. I started watching them when I was young, like super young. Me too. Neither of and us would ever murder neither anybody. Neither of us are murdering people. Nope. I think you already have to be unstable. To, to take that. that and run with it. 100%. So nature that was... Nature man. <laughs> that was a good episode. Yeah. I, I like this one Me a too. lot. Me too. Yeah, so I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Hope your day gets better. Hope your day gets better <laughs> and that you're not as sad for the rest of the and day. And I hope you enjoyed 
learning a little bit about child's play. Yeah. And some murders that are loosely, loosely, loosely connected. Yep. We have not seen the new child's play yet, so we're going to watch that yeah, a little bit later. Yeah, we are. Thank you for listening. Well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye, squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>